Sacred Sacrament and Cannabis Church. Speaking of which, this is Cannabis Church, October 3rd, 2021, and we are live on the MWE Networks on, on Twitch for video people, and live on Clubhouse. Thank you for being here, all my audio listeners and family. Love you guys. I always love, I can't wait for this con after conversation to see where it goes as we continue our chi conversation. Thank you for watching this on our YouTube channel and for listening to the official Cannabis Church podcast later. These are my opinions and do not represent the views or opinions of anyone else but me, myself. And I'm not selling any cannabis here or anywhere, but I am selling some shirts. So go check those out. And I'm also not here to save your soul. That's your own job. Welcome to Sunday Service, where we preach about the holy healing plant, God's gift to Mother Earth, and our sacred sacrament. No judge, just love. All pronouns and faiths or faithless are welcome at Cannabis Church. We're here to end the stigma of the devil's lettuce and connect to better wellness personally, spiritually, socially, and for the planet. Whether you need connection to humanity or the universe or the great creator of your choice, or if you just need good vibes and to meditate with love and light, all are welcomed with green grace in this safe space. I'm your pot pastor, Casey. You can partake in the smokable or edible sacred sacrament of your choice at any time during Cannabis Church. Consume freely. I already have. I'm not here to bless the holy plant because the cannabis plant blesses our endocannabinoid system, which I talk about weekly here. But I do bless mine right after I get it. So mine's already pre-blessed. Pre so if you feel like this prayer is for your sacred sacrament or for you, great. If not, I'm just gonna go ahead and pray. Hello universe, thank you for having me here. Thank you for bringing people together. I'm grateful and humbled to be here with the cannabis community at Cannabis Church, helping normalize cannabis and the word cannabis and educate the people that are against cannabis and would persecute us for using cannabis as our sacred sacrament or as our medicine or for those who just use it for adult use to relax. Because it's our God-given right, it's our universal right, it's our human right. Not just an American right, it's our human right. So that's why we're here today to talk to you, God, and do it through our sacred sacrament. As we come together with different faiths and faithless to worship in our own ways, individually and together, without judgment, without persecuting each other, which is love. Thank you for blessing my sacred sacrament to help me heal, to help me with my pain, to help me with my focus. Thank you for blessing others for whatever they needed for. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you to our music director, Brother Darrell Johnson, for bringing that plant love vibe into the room today and every week. So if you haven't heard the podcast, that's where you can hear his church music. Always an amazing donation. 
Cannabis Church does have the church merch. There's other ways you can help out in the link tree. I appreciate your donations, people. You know, your little donation after each week that helps keep me in my sacred sacrament is kind of like, hey, attaboy, good job, good sermon, thank you. So I, you know, kind of feels like a thank you. So I appreciate those thank yous uh, as my connection is going in and out on Clubhouse, but that's why we were recording this. And today, I wasn't feeling very churchy today. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't feeling it. But, but you know I'm gonna be here and here we go because persecution. They don't want me to be here, right? Definition, to persecute, right? To harass or punish in a manner designed to injure, grieve, or afflict, specifically to cause, to suffer because of belief, or to annoy with persistent or urgent approaches, such as attacks, pleas, or impunities, or to pester, pester, Pester is another good word for persecute or to persecute. But yesterday was the 84-year anniversary of the Marijuana Tax Act, which started the cannabis prohibition. You know, they spelled it with an H to make it sound all weird and funky and more threatening and make it sound more Mexican and, you know, south of the border and to scare everybody back then. I mean, it wasn't even 100 years ago. We talk about 100 years of prohibition, but it hasn't even really been 100 years since they, since they did that tax law. And what, it's not like they made it illegal immediately. They just made it unaffordable. So people wouldn't export it or import it and you know, couldn't make money off it because you know, that's, that's the way. Nickel and dime us to death, right? Like they're doing now with their outrageous taxes persecuting the entire cannabis and hemp and CBD community with overtaxing. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, but the cannabis persecution, that's, that's the beginning or the origin stories, you know, I like to say, you know, for those that don't know real quick, you know, that's it, 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 Harry Anslinger got a bunch of people together and they lobbyists and oh no, Blacks and Mexicans are smoking marijuana and dancing at jazz clubs with our white women. We need to put a stop to that immediately. So what better way than to use money and get the lobbyists for steel, paper, oil, all of those industries to go against hemp. Because hemp, industrial hemp, cannabis, hemp and cannabis, I'll be calling it cannabis from here on out, industrial cannabis, can replace every single one of those industries in a clean, sustainable manner. They don't want that though. No way. So they overtaxed it and then they outlawed it. I mean, this is, this is a few years after Reefer Madness. And how many people out there know Reefer Madness, you know? That movie was funded by prohibition gangsters because alcohol prohibition just ended. And the last thing they need is competition with cannabis. Uh, which is a healthy choice. I mean, it's got vitamin A, B, C, Ds, and amino acids and protein in it. Alcohol doesn't have all that. Heroin doesn't have all that, yet it's on a drug list. Come on, schedule one. What a bunch of bullshit. But that's the cannabis persecution that leads us where we are today. But as I was looking deeper into the word persecution for today's sermon, and I saw a cycle 
It's a cycle I've talked about on here in past sermons, my love sermon. It's a cycle of fear. That's all persecution is. It's a cycle of fear. So if you heard my love sermon about fear versus love and how we need to think with love, with compassion, and our hearts, instead of letting our emotions and our brain and the negativity of life guide us, but thinking from a positive, loving space, instead of fear-based decisions, well, that's what persecution is. It's fear-based decisions, people fearing what they don't know, right? You want to persecute people for, hmm, what do we as humans persecute others for? Let's see. You were born into this other religion that's not my religion. You were born behind a fake line that says what country, county, state, city, tribe you live in. Born under a fake flag that's just... What does that mean? Because I have my Scottish flag hit behind me as I'm a Scottish American. It's just, just more of the same, of the cycle of fear. But persecution has many cycles, right? Shame, shame. Not something I'm good at, but shame. How popular do they like to use the shame to persecute you, the shame of your family, the shame of your religion, the shame of your country, the shame of the people in the society around you. How are you making others look around you? Shame on you. Oh my goodness, that, that shit doesn't work on me. Didn't work when I was a kid, doesn't work now. Shame me all you want. Because there's no shame in my game. And I've seen that cycle of persecution shame do its damage from a family perspective as I talk weekly about my sister overdosing because she couldn't deal with her own personal shame she couldn't deal with the family shame the Mormon religion shame she couldn't deal with all that shame so instead she dove deeper into a bottle when I'd have rather her been smoking cannabis with me, I barely got her trying some CBD brownies for her pain and being open to trying it before she started injecting herself that we didn't know about and overdosed. Because, you know, it's that shame spiral of persecution that she couldn't get out of. Because that's part of the cycle, right? That's part of the cycle. Someone says some shit to us and we start saying it to ourselves, right? We start persecuting ourselves and beating ourselves up, going down that shame spiral and we just can't get out of. And then what's next, right? We continue that persecution cycle by persecuting others and putting that shame on others. The same shame that we shouldn't be even feeling ourselves that someone else put on us. That's that cycle. That's why when people talk about breaking their genetic cycles or their generational curses, that's that cycle they're talking about. That shame cycle, that persecution cycle. That we don't just do to each other, we do to ourselves. Way too much. I mean, let me take a sip of water here. Cotton mouth just kicked in. Look, and there's all kinds of persecution out there. I get it. I, I, I felt persecuted myself for being the black sheep as a kid. 
by family and relatives. My cousins, they called me Space Case because I was obviously so different than all of them. Thank God. Not necessarily grounded the same way, focus all over the place. But I was different and it was obvious. My sisters used that difference to convince me that I was adopted. There were times growing up I wish I was. And as a teenager, oh, I was never religious enough, never Mormon enough. I was never churchy enough. Or not their religion anyway. I was always in trouble with the bishops. Always mad at me. Casey, you have a responsibility as a leader to the rest of this community. These other kids follow you. You need, you're responsible for them. How am I responsible for these other teenagers? I'm a teenager. I understand you being mad at me about your daughters, bishop daughters, priest daughters. They're, they're, they're just using me to make you matter. Don't you see that? That's that cycle. Because you're shaming them. So they're acting out. There's that cycle, but no, you're gonna take it out on me in church, right? <laughs> I get it. But you raised her, sir. It's not my fault. Some would tell you that I've been persecuting Mormons and Christians, but I would remind you that I'm only a mirror pointing out their hypocrisies, and that's not quite the same thing. And especially because now that I've started Cannabis Church, I've met so many amazing cannabis Christians, cannabis pastors and ministers that have like opened my eyes in ways I wasn't expecting. And I thank them. I thank them for that. I'm, I'm grateful. And here we are full cycle, being persecuted all over again but now for actually starting a religion and starting my own church with no shame. No longer the black sheep, I'm the green sheep, right? As we like to say in the cannabis community. How dare me, how dare me do this with no shame in cannabis church. Oh, the things I have heard and that they are saying about me. Do I expect to be assassinated by some Religious fanatic, whether they're left or right wing, probably, probably a flag similar to this, except for we know its racist connotations will be flying in their back truck. Do I? Yes, I expect to be assassinated. Do I expect to be imprisoned? Do I expect to be beaten and attacked and persecuted for cannabis church and my beliefs? Fuck yes, I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. I accepted this. And that persecution cycle. How many homeless junkies did you pass in the street this week, last week, last month, right? We like to gossip and talk about their mental health and how they ended up there. We only talk about mental health when it suits us, but not when it's about helping others. What a shame. That's what y'all should be ashamed of. <laughs> but 
another look at that homeless. That's a human being. That might be a veteran. That might be a veteran. Whether they are an addict or not, how did they end up there? Are they one of these veterans that would have preferred cannabis but instead got addicted to pills because of the hospital association? Did they lose their benefits because they chose to utilize medical cannabis to help with their PTSD, but they were in a prohibitive state, so they lost their benefits. Now they're homeless. There's that cycle. What, what are we doing? I heard a guy talking about raising money for the cannabis convicts and getting them free. It's like, yes, yes, we're all for that. I'm all for that. But then I heard him say how he was going to control the money because he didn't want any of them to backslide. Think about that word right there, backslide. Is he a part of the cannabis community? Does he believe they've been wrongfully imprisoned or they're going to backslide and they're a bunch of convicts? It's bad enough that once we do, look, the way a lot of these expenditures work, they immediately go out on probation. They still have a record. They can't get jobs, they can't get housing. They're still on probation for a convicted felon for cannabis. We're not wiping the slates clean for any of these people. We're still persecuting them after we're releasing them from prison. And we're still locking people up across the country and across the world now. Still locking people up, still persecuting people for a plant for an herb, for pot. Hmm, ridiculous. That doesn't sound like help. Backsliding. Like that's, hello. <sighs> Sorry, that was a trigger word when I heard that for me. I was just like, but that's, that's the persecution we're talking about here. And that's not helping them. It's not helping the cause or the cannabis community. I love listening to the can of moms going in their room and talking from their perspective as mothers because it's super important. I was raised by a widow and older sister, so I respect females' opinions. It's super important. But the fact that they get persecuted by pill-popping winos out there is just beyond ridiculous, hypocritical persecution, the stupidest thing I've ever heard of my entire life. You know how many times I've said I wish my mom got stoned back in the days, how much I think that could have helped her mental health and emotional health, and yes, spiritual health. My mom's not a pill popper or a wino, but I think it could have helped her. And now, there's nothing wrong with a glass of wine. Calm down. A couple bottles to yourself and some pills. Everything in moderation. It's just like you can have adverse effects by too much cannabis or too much edibles. Everything in moderation. I get that. I say that all the time. It's important. Hope you're hydrating with me. Hope you're smoking and partaking of your own sacred sacrament as we're going. This is not going to be a long sermon. I'm nearing the end. As I go in and out of these clubhouse rooms and I listen to legacy growers being persecuted by new growers and THC companies being persecuted by CBD companies and vice versa. 
and ooh, Delta 8 versus whole plant rosin, and is it medical cannabis versus adult use, or recreational cannabis, and on and on and on and on and on. We don't need to be persecuting each other, cannabis, hemp, CBD, THC, community people. We don't need to be doing the infighting. That's why we don't have the industry standards that we all need with the, with, you know, the banking and the marketing and, and the shipping and, and, and getting together to fight these laws. We need to stop the infighting. We need to stop persecuting each other. Like, I'm here fighting for religious cannabis. I'm not the only one. But in that, I'm also fighting for my rights as a medical cannabis patient user too. We should all be able to grow it like I got this beautiful twin towering 11 leaf beauty growing. I can't wait to see how that affects my body as medicine and as spirituality and creativity and all the ways cannabis helps me that people would like to persecute me for. Didn't, you know, didn't have a problem when I was a blacked out fucking drunk, right? Never liked pills, never liked the hard stuff. Had some fun with mushrooms and acid back in the days. Powder, uppers, not my thing. Got ADHD, I'm already up. Need something to level me out. That's what cannabis does. Want to put it on a schedule one drug with all those other substances when it has vitamins and proteins and amino acids in it and cannabinoids that you cannot find in any other source on the planet. It is agriculture. It is a health decision beyond just my personal religious beliefs and being a sacred plant. It is exactly that. It is a health decision and a wellness decision. That is a God-given right, a universal right given to all of us as humans to decide for ourselves. It's God's gift to Mother Earth. And it'll fix climate change and it'll fix all the stupid bullshit and replace everything we want it to replace. And look, look, Walmart and Costco just announced they were holding back on the toilet paper again. Hemp paper could replace all that toilet paper, could replace all those trees we're cutting down. It could replace all those. It could replace the fuel industry that we're so tired of that, you know, didn't just pop up overnight. It can replace all those industries in a safe, sustainable way. As well as starting our own Canna City, California, and across the country with my family here on Clubhouse. We're going, we'll start our own damn society. Screw y'all. We don't need you. We will show you how it's done through cannabis. Just like our money was... It said, in God we trust, was printed on hemp paper. Y'all been spending cannabis money and paper your entire lives. And meanwhile, this country was built on the back of hemp and cannabis. While we had all of our slaves planet and then blamed it on the blacks and the Mexicans to persecute even further. The great the uniting plant, they use to divide us. So we don't need to be dividing ourselves. We don't need to be doing that. They're already using the greatest uniter this planet has as a divisional purpose. Hmm. I think there's something about that in a book somewhere because that's what the devil does. Let me pray. Hello universe. Thank you for bringing family here, the cannabis community. Thank you for having me. Thank you for blessing me.
with this limited time I have here on this planet with this earthly experience, because I'm a spiritual being have a, having a human experience. Thank you to everyone who's been donating to me to help keep me in my sacred sacrament as they know things are rough right now. Please bless them. Overfill their cups with wellness and green grace and give them everything they need in life. And may everyone listening and watching this have a life rich in cannabinoids and terpenes for a healthy endocannabinoid system like you designed. Amen, amen, amen. I relinquish the clubhouse floor to you all to continue the conversation about chi, our inner energy, and how we focus that and the movement throughout our muscles and life and body and breath. And I love you all. Thanks for being here. God bless. Thank you for being here, Twitch. Thank you so much.